This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. What a mighty, I can't resist it. Again for the choir. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you very much. That was wonderful. Hmm. Sure, you can relate more to what a mighty God. That's for your own level. What a mighty such a wonderful father we are no more outside we are now in your grace we know that since we started this morning you have loaded us so much with benefits and the greatest of benefits is access you've given us access to you we could worship you and we are convinced in our hearts by faith that you have received our worship. We pray that a memorial will be raised for this worship. That one day, and that will be soon, we pray that the heavens will open upon each and every one of us. And as you visited Cornelius in those days, he said a memorial must be raised for your arms and for your sacrifice. This sacrifice of praise we've given, Lord, please raise a memorial. As we briefly look into your word this afternoon, please speak to us. Open our hearts of understanding. Let us hear you and hear you alone. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. I mean, it's been wonderful. It's been so, so awesome today. The testimonies, the time of praise and worship, and that incredibly wonderful special rendition. And um, thank God um, the Lord has prepared that I should share very briefly. So that makes sense. He knows already that you already be loaded by now. Um, so I will just quickly look at one thing. And everything tied so neatly together. I think one of the songs that we sang, he said, why are we weighed down, isn't it? He said, we should do what? Look up. Um, so God knows that he's going to tie everything together. So the brief exhortation 
is titled Looking Unto Jesus with a Grateful Heart. Looking unto Jesus with a Grateful Heart. Our sights play major roles in how we feel. Um, what you see affects what you feel. And you cannot circumvent that. If a person is not seeing good things around them, they won't feel good. No matter how somebody tries to budge them or force them to see it. And that's why, by the special grace of God, this early afternoon, I pray for yourself and myself that all that surrounds you will give you joy. I hope you heard my prayer. That the circumstances around you will give you joy. You will look at your children they will make your heart to leap for joy. You will look at your spouse and something within you will leap and say, Lord, I'm so thankful. And I'm trusting God as well. When we were ministering there and the choir was ministering and we were singing, I want you to take this prayer point into this week as well. That the Lord will rouse this city. Uh, That the Spirit of the Lord will quicken the heart of this city. Because in the goodness and in the prosperity of this city, you will eat. And I'm not just talking about economic rousing, I'm talking about spiritual rousing. Because the spiritual dictates the physical. So God has ordained it in such a way that all that goes on around you, they have an impact upon you. And to the extent that God actually cooperated with Abraham one time, you know, as human beings, we put it top side up, and we put it top side down and down side up. But you see, God is not hypocritical. God is very straightforward if you know how to follow him. In Genesis chapter 15, please put that on the screen for me. I just want to about this matter of what you see affects what you feel. Amen? In Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, it says, some time later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. Amen? I don't know why you are choosing NLT. That's okay. New King James Version will probably help me more. Thank you, sir. And verse 2 now. You're doing excellently well. Verse 2, please. The second verse. But Abraham said, Lord God, go back to verse 1. I want us to follow that. I want, just let me flow. Okay? After these things, uh, forget about these things. It was about an issue that happened in a play that was a battle that not the rest of that, but leave that alone. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. One of the songs we sang this morning is that the Lord is our shield, isn't it? So God is saying that I'm your defense. Don't worry yourself. You will be fine, okay? 
And uh, don't, don't worry. You, because they were going to overrun him. They were going to take his servants away, take his cattle away, take his precious wife away. And the Lord said, look, you won this battle. Going forward, you keep winning battles. But listen to what Father Abraham said. But Abraham said, God was saying something. Abraham was saying another thing. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Uh-uh. Seeing I go and the head of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Abraham was not seeing what God was seeing. And so Abraham said, look, I've still got issues. I've still got an unsolved problem in my life. It's that child, it's that wife, it's that husband, it's that job, it's that spiritual life. I've still got a problem. And so, and I can't see any way out. The man was discouraged. Irrespective of the victory he's just had. Irrespective of the word the Lord has just given him. The man said, I'm still just not there yet. What? I still have a problem. And you are in the house this morning or this afternoon and you are saying, everything is okay. But! Remember that started with what? But. And he said, complain to God. And you probably expect in verse 3 for God to say, how dare you? Have I not just given you victory in one area? That's not the God we serve. What does he say? Then Abraham said, look, you are giving me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my hair. Verse 4. And behold, somebody say behold. behold. The word of the Lord came to him. The word of the Lord will come to you today. Amen. The word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your hair, but one who will come from your own body shall be your hair. He had the word, but the word still did not make a difference. Verse 5. Then, somebody say then. Amen. God brought him outside. May you be brought outside from where you are blinkered by the situation. You need a war, but you also need a vision. Many a times, we say the word, you don't believe it anymore. You need to see something more concrete than word. And if it's the same God who dealt with Abraham and is your God, he will also give you a vision. He will give you more than just a word. Word, unless it turns into a vision, is a, a picture is what, what? Brought him outside. Look now. Toward the heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them. So he said to him, so shall the descendant be. If we stop there, you got the message, haven't you? There was a time I went on a personal retreat. For a few days, no, no contact, nothing whatsoever. Day one, serious challenges I discovered that I had. Day two, serious challenges. And it was going on like that. And I was so troubled. By the time the Lord showed up on the very last day and showed me a clear vision of victory. Because I was on my own, it was easy. I was sobbing for close to one hour. You know what? What a good God. That you didn't leave me. And every time he showed me these challenges, these are hours of prayers just going on, making sure that these things are broken. When you pray for three hours and you still see the same thing that has not changed. And then the last day, he showed me clear cut victory. Listen carefully. Tonight, if you will just listen to these few things I will say just now, he will show you clear cut victory. He will show you. He will go beyond just saying it unto you. He will show you. 
Because believe you me, human beings, we are primarily visual beings. We learn by what we see. A child does not start, you know, despite what the child hears. It's what the child sees that matters. A child doesn't talk immediately. Even the hearing of a child does not make a sense of it because the child can only make sense of what he is hearing when he has a language. But day one, the child begins to see. And they told us that one of the last things to go when a person is passing away, some believe is the hearing, some believe is that even though the eyes may not see the physical, that the internal eyes are still seen. The jury is out. Just to tell you that God will show you. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? It's not, don't take pastor's word. Don't take Chris Bailey's word. Take it that God will show you something. Amen. If you have not been seen before, you will see now. Amen. And that will give you confidence that this God is a faithful God. Looking unto Jesus with a grateful heart. God himself loves to see good things. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, Matthew 3, verse 17, he said, And the heavens opened, and God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I go back to my initial prayer. Before this year ends, things around you will make you, you will just enter your house with a smile. And I, and I mean it. Some have refused to open. Their bank statement. I've been there before. I was canceling a brother, not too long as I've canceled many. All those letters that pile up like that. And believe you me, we need to be relevant. Times are hard. Piles of letters that just, just don't bother opening them. You open them, you know what is in them. But very soon. Very, very soon. Amen. Very, very soon. It's not just going to be a matter of not. In fact, before he comes, he will tell you because you know it's good news there. But just don't take my word. God will show you. And once he shows you, you'll be comfortable. Very quickly, what will help your sight? I mentioned five things, and you know, since I have. Um, where's the program, please? I must keep to the time. I hope the timing is not over. Thank you, ma'am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, you have overrun on your side before, so that's okay. It will be fine. So, number one, what will help you to see very, very clearly is to make sure you are looking in the right direction. That's why I said looking unto Jesus. Because the Bible tells me the same word that says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, and I say, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Isn't it? He said, hear ye him. God that looked at Jesus and God, his father, was happy. Will also look at you and will be happy. On the proviso that 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 is real in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. Which says, as we behold him. But we, with unveiled face, Beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Are you hearing me now? Are being transformed into what? Into what? So we will be like Jesus. Whatever you look at, that's what you become. 
If after you marry for so many years and you are not looking like your wife or your husband, make sure you look more at his face. Because whatever you look at, you is is a life rule. So we will be looking unto Jesus now. And I will go very quickly in bullet points. Number one, looking unto his awesomeness and his beauty is not an act that we practice so much in the church anymore. That a person will just take time and look at Jesus. Now, how can I see Jesus? Jesus is an historical figure as well as an eternal figure. Historical in the sense that he lived as a human being. And there were records of how he behaved. I'd never met any of my grandparents because I, I happened to be the last born. I met my paternal, maternal grandfather. All the other ones, they were just like that by the time I was growing up. But I had record of them and I can describe the kind of life they lived. You have not seen Jesus in person, but there was a record of Jesus there. So you can look at that record and you can have a clear-cut picture of who Jesus is. Does that make sense to you? So look at his awesomeness. Look at his power. It was this same Jesus that was going about and saw a dead man afforded and I said, that situation is dead, but I'll bring it back alive. That is the Jesus. There's this Jesus that was so wise. A woman caught in adultery, he forgave, he sorted things out. Look at his wisdom. Look at his awesomeness. When you see somebody, I think it was David that was mentioning, that when we begin to look at what God can do, our hearts are lifted. Please, I, pre- I plead with you. Make it a duty. If you have not been doing Bible in a year, forget it. The year is almost ended. Plan for 2017. But before this year runs out, may I encourage you, if you've not done it already, go start with the book of Mark. Just see Jesus there. Is that making sense to somebody? Oh, you're not answering me anymore. Just pick that book. Let, let him paint the picture of Jesus for you. Just as you read novels in those days. How many of you read Agatha Christie? Ah, oh, did it. Oh, that's good. Ah. Eh? Nothing. It had better be nothing. Frederick Forsyth? Yeah, good. There was a time I practically read everything that Agatha Christie wrote, and I, was, I thought I was going to be uh, a criminologist, a detective. Why? The stories painted picture. And the pictures were so real. So this same book is painting picture of Jesus for you. Read it. You will see him more than you've ever seen him before. And when you see him, you will fall in love with him. When you see him, you will just, you will, sometimes you will just break out sobbing and I say, you are so awesome. How can you be so caring? You don't know this woman before. She was a widow. And the Bible says she had a one son. And apparently in that environment, that son was the only breadwinner for the family. And that son died. And the woman was falling. The most painful thing for a woman to do, to do, to, to, to do that, you know, to follow the bride. Of the, she didn't have a husband. She didn't have anyone in the world. And they were taking this boy to be buried. And Jesus unsolicited, unasked for. He went there. And the Bible said he had compassion on her. And you think it's not going to have compassion on you? And the Bible says, he stopped the procession. The procession of pain and sorrow. He said, don't go anymore. Boy, get up. Go back with your mom. Help her a little bit more. Give her a chance. Let her die before you. 
That's the same God I'm asking you to look at. That's the same Jesus. That should break your heart. That is not hard-hearted. It's not uncaring. It might look like that to you. But you know your story a few years back. You know where you are now. Oh, sometimes gone down, but sometimes gone up. I need to move. Number two, look unto Jesus for instructions. For instructions. Now, when you look on him for instruction, we're talking about a master servant relationship. Instruction is go and do it, and you go. Bible verses for that, Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 6, if you want that, where Paul was converted. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 6. Don't put it on the screen. Number three, look unto Jesus for guidance. For guidance. Guidance is a friend-to-friend relationship. I go to Omar and said, you know, there's this issue. It's a friend-to-friend. It's not a master-to-servant. And if you don't have that friendship with him, to be able to discuss with him and say, Lord, guide me in this one. Number four, look unto Jesus for answers. It's not instruction. You're not going to carry any, any duty. It's not guidance. You don't need to do anything. It's just answers. Why are there so much this? Where is this, this? Where is this, that? And it's got answers for everything. Some of the answers, they don't even require our action. When is the end of the world going to be? can tell you. You know, as I told the disciples, already the answer is there. Look for you for answer. Finally, look unto him for resources. Do you know, on this final one, the more you look unto him for you look unto him for his awesomeness and beauty, the more you look unto him for instructions, for guidance and for answers, the less we need to look unto him for resources. Because Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. In the place of conversation with him, answering questions for you. Place a conversation with him. Giving you guidance for the day. Resources will come. Because that's the way it works. But above all, in the place where you are beholding his beauty, you'll be lifted to the same level. And his glory will rub up upon you. Lord Jesus, our eyes are upon you. The psalmist says, just as the eyes of the servant are upon their masters. And the eyes of the maiden are upon their mistress. So our eyes are upon you. Today, we turn in your direction. We turn and we look away from the mountains. We look unto him who is higher than the mountains. Hear us, Lord. Jesus, please reveal more of yourself to us. And glorify the name of your father as we continue to worship you this afternoon rain down your blessings open the heavens upon us thank you for being such a great friend to us Jesus mighty name we pray God bless you
Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.